Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. I'm one of your hosts, Bethany Womack, here to introduce a special bonus episode of the Empowering Industry Podcast. During most episodes, you'll hear Charlie and myself talk about social media, preview the news from Empowering Pumps and Equipment, and then do an industry interview. But this special episode is just an interview. We wanted to release the bonus content as a way to celebrate the launch of this podcast and to say thank you to all of you for listening. So thank you. You're about to hear Charlie interview Gail Rudolph, CEO of Lyft Leadership, and her VP of Marketing and Communications, Kristen Frank. Lyft Leadership is a gold sponsor for this year's Empowering Women in Industry Conference, and Gail will also be speaking at that event. For more information on the event itself and Lyft Leadership, look for links in the show notes. During the interview, you'll hear Gail share her expertise on leadership and give a lot of valuable advice on how to be a leader through times of adversity which is another reason why Charlie and I wanted to release this interview early because of how relevant her advice is right now while we're all trying to navigate the current pandemic. Just a couple more things before we get to the interview. Please do us a favor and rate and review the podcast. And then while you're there, subscribe so that we'll show up in your podcast feed every Monday with new episodes. We would love to connect with you on our social media. Tag us at Empowering Pumps using the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast or email us at podcast at empoweringpumps.com. Okay, without further delay, here's the interview. Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, Gail. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so pleased to be here. And Kristen, we also have on the call, uh, Kristen Frank and Gail Rudolph. So, Gail, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? I actually started Lift Leadership a few years back after sitting in the C-suite in healthcare and realizing that, you know, I spent most of my time and most of my troubles were working with my team and working with soft skills. So decided that after going through and spending a lot of money with consultants, that I was actually going to put together a company that that allowed us to be able to make some true progress with it without breaking the bank for companies. So that's what we do. And all of our team is certified in what we teach. And we work from research and quantitative data. So it's not just our opinion. You're actually getting proven methods to go with that. So We're just really excited to be helping people and adding value to companies, organizations, individuals, and mostly to women. Yes. So coming from our own organizations and learning from the trials that we had or the successes that we had and being able to bring that back to our customers is really part of this leadership and and Lyft leadership we'll talk a little bit more about. But before we go on, Kristen, can you kind of elaborate on your role there at Lyft leadership as well? Yeah, I've been with the company for approaching a year and a half, um, and I am in charge of marketing and communications, So, and all that goes along with that. And one of the things that we're we're doing right now is really trying to get the word out about our services and providing a lot of free um, webinars and virtual conversations to help people, especially, you know, kind of during this time, leading in in a time of uncertainty helping families, you know, adjust to 
and adapt to what's going on now with everybody kind of being all, you know, sheltering in place and stuck in the house and trying to function. So yeah, there's, you know, a lot of that going on right now. And we had a lot of conferences and things planned that have been tabled. And so that's what we're trying to do now is reach out virtually and um, extend a helping hand to those people who need it. Yeah, I think it's so important to stay connected both in our personal lives and professionally. And so I'm so thankful for technology to help us through this and this, your, you know, abilities and courage to try things that are new or have a little bit more time to do the things that we've wanted to as far as developing training materials based on the things that we've learned, our experiences. And then I know that y'all have been working on books as well. So a lot of different things that we're working on in leadership. So let's talk about leadership. Gail, how would you define leadership? Well, I've actually heard a lot of people talk about leadership, and I actually think the best definition I've heard, I have to give credit to John Maxwell. He talked about, because we talk about being this in in crisis, and we're in a crisis time right now. And he said, of course, you know, in the Greek, a crisis is a decision. You know, I come from healthcare, and healthcare, when you're in the middle of a crisis, is a turning point for a patient. John actually said that defined crisis as an intense time of difficulty requiring a decision that will be a turning point. And I think that is so true when he combines that it's a it's an intense time right now. People are feeling that intensity and we are all in the position that are requiring decisions. But it's not going to be decisions that are going to keep things the same. We're at a turning point. I hear people talk about going back to, oh, I can't wait till this is all over. It's not going to be all over. Things are going to be changed as we move forward. And if you don't believe that, look at 9-11. You know, that was a crisis we had and you still we still are. Things change. You can't go through security at the airport the same way. We're getting exposed to things that we didn't think we could do or had to do before that are going to change how we do business and how we work moving forward. That is so true, Gail. I think that it makes people kind of bring out the their best selves, look at their processes, look at their strengths of an organization and their weaknesses and adapt. And I think you're going to see that in industry and in personal lives. I know one fun thing that, you know, being at home and staying at home with family has taught me is, you know, how much I do like my family when I have time to spend with them and, and really just focus on them. So I do think families are reuniting, if you will, just because they're able to spend time with each other. But then it's also that hard part of, you know, maybe your extended family is not close by, or like we were talking about earlier, my mom, you know, uh, being in the medical field and not being able to see her. So that appreciation for family will be there, the appreciation for our work, but digital and being connected and how we communicate, I absolutely see that changing. So let's uh, shift gears a minute and think about the industry as a whole and how we are working to overcome this. Have you seen anything kind of in your line of work or your customers of, of how they're overcoming this? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that that we're seeing it. And I work in, in some in healthcare. So these people, one thing to remember is they're not sitting at home. They're actually working overtime right now. So when you think about our places, our food places, our grocery stores, our healthcare places, even the county health board, I talked to somebody from there the other day, they're actually working overtime 
while we're sitting around. So we need to remember them that this crisis is bringing different things for different people. But one of the things that we're seeing is that people are doing a lot more things virtually. I mean, we even as a company of as Lyft, we started doing a Learn with Lyft on Friday where we're bringing in guest speakers to talk about things. And we do that via Zoom where it's not just a conference call. We can see other people's faces that we have the opportunity to interact. It's like being in the same room with them. Yes. Isn't that great? I I love it too. It's just like seeing your face is so much different. It is. It really is. And and it helps because when you're on a phone call, it's very hard to interject because you interrupt people. You can't see those visual cues, but when you can see each other and there's free services out there now that so families can actually do that. I mean, Think about think about our, our FaceTime on our phones. I mean, almost everybody has an iPhone. And the difference is between, we were just on a call about generations. The difference between that is you and I, Charlie and Kristen, we, we actually only use FaceTime once in a while. We don't That's think right. about it. The next generation, I mean, you look at a four or five-year-old, man, if they can't see you on that phone, that phone's going to be broken. That's I mean, right. they don't put it in their ear. They look at you. And I think that we're going to get a lot of different things changing as we find that, you know what, people can work from home and you can still be productive. Students can take, you know, online classes have been around for 10 or 15 years, but now students are having to take them. So it's going to open up all kinds of possibilities of how we do work and how we work together. And I think with women, we're really good multitaskers anyway. (laughs) But I think that it's really going to, we're going to have to be really tuned in to our powers of influence and how we influence people. We always have, but even as we move forward and we become more technical and are not sitting next to people. Yeah. I think it's something that you made me think of when you were talking is, you know, how kind of this millennial group of people get a bad rap for not, you know, looking you in the eye and different things like that when you meet them. But think about their advantage of being able to use technology and not being scared to see themselves on a computer screen or, you know, phones by taking selfies or videos or, and they're just the courage to be seen online. They're going to have an advantage there, uh, which I think is really neat to think about. And then the other side of that for women, I don't know about the rest of the world. I can just talk to my family. This whole trying to figure out what my child needs to do with Google Classroom and the different meetups and stuff that they're using, that's on me. And uh, Carter's in the other room running his business and company. And I've had to kind of take that under my wing to figure out. And I think that there's a lot of women out there dealing with that same issue. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Could you help as well in this, you know, kind of, Uh, helping the homeschooling. I'm not set up for that, you know, but it's an adjustment. And I think that uh, we've got to learn to communicate with our families and prioritize and set boundaries for work and home. And so it's just a, a whole new world. And I think the confidence and definitely the influence that we have at home and at our work is so important that we use that to better industry. So one more thing I wanted to touch on with you, Gail, you were, you're talking about all the essential workers that are out there. And uh, one of the top audiences that we have is the water industry. And just talked to somebody yesterday about, you know, it's business as usual for them, or like you said, overtime. And how do you manage that in a world where a lot of people are not understanding that as they sit at home and kind of do their own own work, just valuing those people and having a a show of gratitude for them. 
I just wanted to point that out, uh, something, you know, that as an industry, we think about kind of where we live every day, but all industries are being affected. And that's, I guess, ties to the fact that our life is going to be changed after this disruption. You know what I what I really like is that the leaders that are more most empowered to actually step up and to see what they're made of are women. We've been doing this for years and for centuries. I mean, we've been juggling family and work. So just like you said, your husband's in doing his business and you're juggling your business and work. We've done it for years. And I think so many times that we forget that we are leaders and we do have the majority of influence over everybody. And I think it's in times like this that we even surprise ourselves because it reveals in us in these times of crisis, these times of trying to get things done, I think it reveals in us really what we're made of, what's really inside of us as women and how much we can actually do. And I know that we get so many times we get discouraged because we don't think we're making enough progress forward. But I think that it's also a time to look around and say, look, look at the choices. Our choices have helped make us and move us. But this crisis is really revealing to us as a population, to, to women in general, it's revealing what we are made of, how resilient we actually are. And we're the ones that are helping our families go through it, our children go through it. And for the most part, we're the ones that are keeping that emotional connection, even among teams across industries. I love that, Gail. Uh, We are empowering women for sure. I love it so much. So one of the things that I wanted to touch on is kind of some tips. I know recently I've had to kind of dig deep as a entrepreneur and business owner with the different regulation or I guess not regulations, but stimulus packages and things. And look, what am I supposed to be doing as a small business to make sure that my employees are protected, the company is protected and And really, it's stepping out of that comfort zone that I'm normally in, right? And this is how I run my business to, okay, is there something I'm supposed to be doing differently? And that takes leadership and and just, you know, kind of going um, and doing the work. So I guess, is there some tips that you have on kind of being a better leader during this time? Well, I think that leadership calls for us to stand up. It's, It's this time that leaders really show up. And I think that there's a couple of things that we need to keep in mind. We need to keep people first and leverage our teams, keeping our teams with on track, uh, one vision connected, I think is, is very, very vital during this time. So having those meetings with Zoom that you can actually see each other. But I think that one of, one of the biggest things that we need is to re- remember that we need to be adaptable in this time. We need to think and do things differently. And women, I think, are especially positioned to be able to think about the smart way to do things, not necessarily the way we've always done it. We've had to be creative over the generations. And I think that that requires adaptability. And for us, that adaptability When I think about, and I'm going to use a a coach analogy uh, for a moment, as we think about coaches at halftime, there's two different kinds of coaches. And the teams that go on to win are the coaches that go in at halftime because they build their playbook on theory and how the team's going to work in the first half. And they play. That's the way they play. But at halftime, the good coaches go in and they actually adjust their game and their movement to move away from what they their theory was or the way they did it before and make adjustments and changes and that lead to the victory. And I think that we need to take that approach, that it's no longer just 
theory, but that we need to look at reality and what's actually playing out to use that plan B. And sometimes even a plan C or D will be the one. And we need to adjust our way to victory. And I think that adaptability as women, that we are definitely set up to do that in a, in a way that's, that no other people actually are. Yeah, I love that you kind of made that point. Uh, I mean, I got chill bumps when you're talking about coaching. Uh, in the, I mean, you know it. You know it as a fact that whoever can adjust at halftime, that's who wins. And I think that if you think about adjusting right now, and one of the trials that we have in, in our business is marketing at this time when you're trying to be conscious that the world is in chaos and then not ask for someone to try you out as someone new, right? Like everybody's just kind of holding on tight to see what they're doing. And to be able to talk marketing and say, if you look at the past, you can see that companies who market during a crisis do come out on the other side stronger. And so one of the things I'd like to ask Kristen about as we look at this marketing, this agile marketing, how we can adjust regularly through marketing. Do you have any input there, Kristen, on, you know, being able to be a marketer during this time? Yeah, I mean, I think it is a fine line. You you want people to still know that you're there. Um, and I think what you have to do is shift and provide as much value as you can instead of asking people what they can do for you, show what you can do for them. Obviously, for every industry, this is going to be different. There is a local, I mean, I know like the chambers of commerce right now are stepping up in a big way with regard to this, right? They're, they're putting out information. Here are restaurants, here are businesses that are open. Please support them. How can we help, you know, our communities? You know, they're sharing information about blood drives and grants and small business loans. So they are adding value. They're not looking at, okay, here, you know, I want you to come and be a member. I don't care if you're a member right now, here's the information, here's what we're doing for you. And I think pretty much in any industry, and Lyft is doing the same thing, um, here's our expertise, here's information that we can pass on to you that hopefully will help you and guide you and make you a better leader, make you come through this, being resilient, coming out the other side and offering ideas for your business and that, you know, that can make you whole or make you hang in there right now. Um, I think that whole goodwill piece is huge. Yeah, I completely agree. We launched a kind of meetup last week and it was just so great to see people for one face to face or yeah, I can say that face to face. It was their face on their mind. Anyway, so uh, to see people on the video screen and also be able to hear what's really bothering them or what they're struggling with or what they can be happy with in this time. So just having those conversations and offering value, I think, is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Gail, is there anything else that kind of on your mind that you would like to share with our listeners? I think that just when we're talking about marketing and we're talking about doing things, you know, this this is never going to leave us the same. We're going to be changing. But I think that we as businesses and in our marketing that we need to keep three things in mind. Show up early, you know, be there, be the first to reach out, show up with clarity. So I know that emails are getting bombarded now. Everybody's sending an email. Put yourself different out there. Show up with clarity. What are you trying to tell them? Is it different? And are you meeting their need? And then I think the last one is provide hope. 
remind people that crises don't last forever and that we will be coming out this the other side, not ignore what's going on, but to offer them hope that this will end, this is coming. And there's, there's things you can do besides just becoming kind of dormant in this time. A lot of people get distracted in a crisis. And I think that we can step forward and help people gain traction instead of being distracted. That's wonderful. Can y'all hear her uplifting us right now? That must be part of your lift leadership there, Gail. (laughs) So what we try to do is add value. (laughs) I love it. Well, I thank you so much for being on the podcast today and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. That sounds great. We look forward to seeing you too, Charlie. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Charlie. And that's a wrap for the special bonus episode of the Empowering Industry Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the interview just as much as we did and that you took some valuable pieces of advice that Gail shared with us. We'll be back every Monday with new episodes, but if you want to continue the conversation with us before then, you can tag us on social media at Empowering Pumps using the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast or email us at podcast at empoweringpumps.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll be back next Monday with a full episode all about Water Week 2020. Until then, be empowering.